This is Akafe. Laura Marie and Jessica Marie proudly present A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, a podcast. Fair warning, everything the hosts say is explicit, full of spoilers and adult content and shall not be used against them. They have opinions. Let's try not to drag anyone for expressing themselves and just have fun for an hour. We all deserve it. There are no spoilers in this episode outside of the Shadow and Bone trilogy, but there are topics surrounding violence. And welcome to A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, your weekly deep dive into the YA literature and fandoms that we love. I'm Laura Marie. And I'm Jessica Marie. And today we are discussing the Shadow and Bone trilogy, all three of them, the Grishaverse. And it's all, it's all okay. It's all worth it because Ben Barnes is the Darkling and that's great. That's really great. And we all are happy about that. I feel like Ben Barnes is the only reason that got me even to start this trilogy because after reading the whole thing, I'm like, can can we just call it Shadow and Groans? Because I don't know. There's the episode title. (laughs) I just, there's, there's a lot that I don't like and and i wanted to like it you show me that trailer i you watch the trailer for the hype you the the components are there you have a darkling you have a prince you have somebody with powers you have multiple people with powers there's it it, and and then you got mal we got another is it like i feel like there's a standing matt donovan kale in every single one of these things you know the thing about the thing about this and obviously um I'm not the only one to think this, and I haven't talked to you about it, but I'm sure you are aware of this. Um, the complex magical, like, system that is used in this world and, like, the world in general, obviously, is used in, um, Six of Crows. They talk about going to Ketterdam and, like, this whole thing. Um, so, like, the world building is really important. And, like, uh, did I need three books of Alina? not actually doing anything like no i don't i don't think i did but what did she do like jess like what did i read i have read these books all the way through twice at least i can tell you maybe five things tops in all three of them that happened i i feel like i read it and it went in one ear out the other i had reaction videos i was hopeful because i think even in the first two chapters i sent you a reaction video of oh my gosh the darkling showed up already oh my gosh alexi just died oh my gosh mal oh my gosh her power like it starts off so strong you're hopeful you're like oh wow this is really fast moving and then just there's a reason that we're talking about all three books in one episode it's 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 just there and i know there are so many people who are so passionate about the Grishaverse. And I think this was the first time to that it was a fantasy book series that I didn't enjoy. And it, I finally understood, Laura, you had mentioned in Akasif how this, how that book was great for a lot of people. It just wasn't written for you. Um, and, and maybe that's my takeaway with this book. 
this could be good, but because I didn't relate to it, I wasn't immersed into it. It was kind of like how much longer till this is over. My my favorite, I think my favorite two people were um, Nikolai. Nikolai. I, I liked Nikolai a lot. I was really gonna, like, I go, you know, I was really leaning towards the Darkling because some of the things he said, again, I messaged you, Laura, and I go, what was one of the quotes that he said? Um, where he, I think it was in the the second book where he goes, I know what you feel when you're with the tracker, you're feeling lonely and the growing ache of realizing your differences. And I was like, Ooh, that's kind of like when you want to admit a relationship is over, but you don't want to admit a relationship is over, um, to yourself. I was, I was understanding the darkling, not understanding him, but I was enjoying his presence. But I wound up being team team Nikolai, love him, and I love Zoya. Zoya made me laugh the entire time. And Jenya, we love that she loves champagne. And if she wants to, you know, do a little nip and tuck for me, I'm not gonna say no. We love Zoya. We love Jenya. We uh, do we love the Darkling? I mean, that, mm, I mean, we don't love Mal. So we love, we love Nikolai. We, we love Nikolai. I think what we can all agree on is that the Darkling is hot. Yeah. That's what we can agree on. He's hot. He's sexy. He has sexy shadow powers. I don't know if it's just I actively didn't look for fan art. I think I was more looking at the cast on IMDb because the show's coming out. Um, Ben Barnes is beautiful. He's perfect. He plays the role. It's it's weird with this with this trilogy. Are people like Alina Darkling fans? Usually there's some sort of usually with the villain, I guess you could say there's a morally gray component. He's not completely a villain. Is he feels like a villain in this? There is no morally gray doing it for the greater good. Is this is just my hot take. So you can come for me in comments and stuff if you want to. My hot take is when you commit war crimes, you kind of lose your sexy, aloof, like dark, misunderstoodness. However, those last couple of chapters in the last book, I'm like, oh, 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 okay. She his name and his mom and yeah, you know, all of that. And like, I did feel kind of for him, but like, ah, I really dislike this book because Alina wants to be ordinary and she forces herself to be ordinary, like during her first Grisha test for a boy and Mm -hmm. i hate that i hate that so much and like she could be queen but like no she doesn't want to be queen she could you know rule with the darkling but like no she doesn't want to rule with the darkling she wants to rebuild the like crappy like life orphanage that she had with mal and like make it better and okay fine it just sorry i'm ranting reminds me so much of the hunger games and just how upset I was at the end of the Hunger Games when Katniss chose like PETA and kids when she said over and over again that like she didn't want kids and just like, ugh. We don't like Mal. I'm team Nikolai. I'm still team Nikolai. It's just, it's funny when 
to what you said, where she's like, she wants to be normal. She recognizes that she's not. She literally pushed down her power. She acknowledges later, either in the second or third book, where she goes, oh, deny, uh, asking Mal to deny his nature is kind of like denying me mine with my powers. Like, I don't want him to give up. He's like, I'm a general. I'm a this, I'm a that. And she's like, I don't want him to change for me. And then there was, there was almost like, she almost had this breaking moment where she could have been like, oh, wait, that's exactly what I'm doing. And I don't want to be like that. And I get like, Nikolai gave her the opportunities. He's like, I want you to want, I want, I want to be physical with you when you're thinking about me, not because you're sad, not because you're thinking about somebody else. Like I want it to be about me. And he acknowledges that, you know, in time that this is, this is an alliance. This is a marriage, not just of convenience, but like for the greater good, but maybe they could love each other. And she, it's like, she wants to do all these things, but doesn't want to use the tools that are given to her to do them. Yeah. She doesn't actually do anything except like change all of her keftas and <laughs> run uh, away and hide. Cause she's run, a Yeah. Like run and, and kind of feel bad about stuff. And, and Oh, my favorite part, my favorite part of this whole series is I love her psychic, like Kylo Ren connection that she has to the Darkling. <laughs> yes. And like when she's like sad or lonely, she's like, Ooh, I'm going to touch this like weird shadow person bite in my shoulder and then we're gonna talk and usually fight how how about whenever she's like about to hook up with whoever at the time and she starts imagining him and it's not just an like an imagery like she gets connected with yeah he's like whoa 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 (laughs) yeah I, I really like that. And I had to be like, yeah, like, I remember. That's what it reminded me of. I was like, what? What is this similar to? And you saying the Kylo Ren thing. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, yeah. No, absolutely. Definitely. I'm looking at some quotes from all three books and like, you know, like big ones. And it was, um, I would say that the book series is pretty quotable, but I just don't love all of them. But Again, that being said, when Ben Barnes says some of these things, he's going to say, I mean, yeah, like the internet is, yeah, I think book talk and bookstagram and fan arts and Tumblr, it's going to be a great rabbit hole. I'm sure everything is going to be like made into gifs slash gifs, however you pronounce it. Um, it's, it's, that is going to be good. That's going to be good. Can we, I mean, I know we're going to be all over the place and maybe it's because they're young, but that's not the only reason because guys are like this now. Mal's insecurity throughout Uh, the whole series, where to begin? (laughs) Where to begin? How about the fact that he treats her like crap, like crap until she is taken away by the Darkling, right? Then he's like, oh, 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 wait, no, that's my best friend who I'm like in love with even though i'm aware that she's been in love with me since we were kids like what especially when he's been off like hooking up with people like that this whole time and openly talking about it knowing how she feels yeah yeah yeah. oh what oh god what a chad just what a chad yeah why do we have to read these books about people choosing chads 
And they held, and what was it? He goes, I wonder if this is when this is all over, Alina, will you still want me? Ah. Oh my gosh, you're, you're, uh, uh, no, I want to want you. I did, but now I don't. Bye, Chad. Yeah, but also Mal slash Chad is an amplifier. Can we just talk about this? Like, Jess, we haven't talked about this at all, but like. That's so fucking, I was reading it. I go, no, that doesn't make sense. That came out of left field. And I wish I could say like, oh my gosh, this is a plot twist. And it is a plot twist in the last like 50 pages of the book, it feels like. But even then, I kind of was like, good, she killed you. She was able to do something he couldn't do because if he killed her in the first book, like he was supposed to, so she wouldn't be taken. Wouldn't happen. Yeah. He was being a little bitch. I'm sorry. I have to say, when she when she was like, yeah, and the knife, I put the knife up and then I killed him. I was like, yes. Yeah. Yes, was really- it's done. Oh, and, right. And how great was it? It wasn't just like, oh, I put the, like, she shoved that. <laughs> she shoved yeah. that knife. <laughs> and my, my next thought after like, yes, she killed him was like, what is she going to put on her wrist? Like, what? Like, what bone is she, like, what is she going to do? It's it's weird. But, uh, alas. Or, I guess, huzzah. But I guess, okay, I still don't understand, okay, he he was brought back to life. He never fully died. Right. He, He had two lives. He had his, like, amplifier life. Then he had his normal, like, human life. But now I'm a human. Yeah, so So now now he's no longer an amplifier? Yes. Exactly that. And she... So now there will never be three amplifiers. Right. But it doesn't matter because, like, her collar broke and, like, her fetter broke. And she gave up all her power. She has no power because authors... Why do they love take- to do this? I don't like that. And I don't like, I, uh, this is just giving me like, I'm frustrated over SJM stuff again, even though we don't know, really know what's going on with Bryce's powers yet. Like, why? Why can't you, even if it's for love and, you know, quote unquote, why does it have to be one or the other? This is just going back to when, you know, women in the workplace, you can't have, you could either be a mother or you could have a career. You can't have both. Well, why not? Why, why does it have to be either or? Why can't you be this strong, powerful, badass with powers and also get the other thing, get the other part of life that you want? I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand why two incredibly powerful people can't rule justly and like equally and fairly and all the like lees that are out there like why they can do that they i'm i'm sure they nobody can do does that it somewhere. to the guys well i mean yeah. i guess this one they did with mal like mal's not an amplifier anymore but overall like guys could still rule i don't care like no look how selfless we are as women we're selfless all the time let us have like a little cherry on top with the selflessness. Thank you. Yeah. And like Jenya is all scarred and uh, it just, uh, I just, uh, I don't know. I really, I really do just dislike this books. I do really do enjoy the magic system. I have to say that I have to give credit where credit is due. I like the magic system. I like the Grisha. I like the, the Keftas. I, I like it all. I like, I it. like the Keftas. I like the, the Keftas are it kind of remind me of like pretty Kevlar. Sure. Yeah. Like embroidered. I yeah. yeah. I think it'd be really pretty. Um, so how do you feel though, Jess, about this 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 darkling that we have? Whose fan art you, I know you said fan art earlier, uh 
can sometimes be confused with Dorian's fan art. They can go either way. Yes, I do remember because even before I started reading Throne of Glass, I go, oh, he's like, I think before I was really into Throne of Glass, maybe I was only in the first book. I go, oh, is this Dorian? And you would say, no, that's a darkling. Um, So it was, I mean, if he looks like Dorian, of course he's beautiful. I mean, chiseled jaw, of course. Um, I think I was just hoping for more. I don't know if that's fair to say. I don't, again, like I feel, you know, and um, this is like a totally dated reference for so many people, but if you really, if you've rewatched it, you know, in old school where Will Ferrell gets <laughs> so drunk and then he wins, like he helps win the decathlon or whatever. And then he goes, what just, ha-? and he gets the right answer and he goes, what just happened? Cause he comes out of the blackout. That's what I feel like I did with this book. I read it and I came out of it and I go, what just happened? <laughs> What just happened? Yeah, um, <laughs> it's really something. I have to say, I think it will make a pretty good TV show. I think, as you said earlier, all the elements are there. Like the fold, cool. The vo- the Volcra, I cannot do these Russian names. The Volcra, cool. The shadow people, the ones that bit Alina on her shoulder, cool. Nichevoya? Those, like, I think it'll look really good on camera. I think it'll, like, especially with the um, pictures that we've seen and all of the, like, teasers. I think it'll look really good. Depending on how this show goes, will determine what's next in this, I don't want to say maybe, a revival of dystopian YAs being created again. I don't want to say it. Because we're still barely out of the fantasy realm, you know, but I also think just because it's a book doesn't mean it needs to be made into something. Um, Again, even if this and then the other part of me is like, well, if this is made into something, there's not a doubt in my mind that the Red Queen or Shatter Me would become something, you know, and there's just certain things that I don't think need to be money needs to be wasted on. In the in the trailer, when Ben Barnes has that like thimble thing on his thumb and he traces it over Alina's arm and there's sunlight underneath it. Okay, I swear to God, did that happen in the book or not? Yes. It yes, did okay. it did happen. Because I remember rewatching the trailer and I thought, oh, this is basically like the first half. Like it only feels like the first half of the book, if that, Um, because he has to cut down her forearm to like get her to bleed, Mm -hmm. um, to go channel her sun summoner power. And then um, he doesn't feel it because she pushes it down and she's like, ah, nothing to see there. And the Darkling goes one second and he pushes harder and then she erupts into light again. You know, I have to say, I still, even though I am whatever, however many years old, I still want to go to like wizard magic, like training school. Like I still would want to go to the little palace. Like, okay, fine. I'll eat the herring. I'll eat the herring. Right. I mean, and there was very like different things where you felt, even though it's in this, what, what's the name? Ravka? Ravka. Rav, Ravka. You can tell it's very Russian. It's Russia. Influenced places, scenery. I mean, 
even with Mal, I don't remember what his physical description was, but in my head, <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't remember. I, don't remember. I, think I think because uh, whatever it was, I probably just like threw it out. And I was like, you're Victor Crumb now. Whoever played Victor Crumb, like that's what Mal looks like. Well, and that's kind of what the, the actor the actor that is um, cast as Mal, okay. he has like kind of Victor Crumb like vibes, although the accent is like totally different. So it's going to be interesting that, it, that I, they don't have Russian accents and they're yeah. all like freaking English. Yeah, right. I feel like everybody always defaults to the the British, like English British accents. I mean, they did that with Crazy Rich Asians. Everybody had an uh, uh, a British accent, yeah, British yeah. English accent, yeah. Man, I I just, is there a plot? Yes. Yes, there's a plot. There is a plot. There's a, there's a plot. The Darkling, they did something bad and is stuck with it. He, and finally has a way to fix it and like work politics with it and doesn't. Right? That's the plot. And there's wars in the middle of it. There's wars in the middle. I feel like there is just, I don't know. It just wasn't component maybe that's what it was the components are were there but the execution wasn't i don't know if that's fair to say because again like so many you know maybe that's something to say so this is very beloved by so many people it would be it would be interesting to understand why <laughs> and and not in a i'm not trying to shade anybody i i just i really want to know okay my takeaway is i didn't care for it what was other readers' takeaway that made them enjoy it so much? I can guess. Let's guess. You want to guess? Aside from the Darkling? As a, aside from the Darkling. My first guess would be that it it is, like, more real and, like, relatable than other things. Like, it's it's, like, obviously Russia. It's obviously Earth. Obviously, like, things have happened you know, there's like a like a traceable history. Everybody's like human or not. And, and you know, there's the Grisha and then there's like politics and stuff about it. You know what it felt like to me? Very like X-Men, X-Men-y. I could see that. I feel, you know, and now that you say kind of the mixture of the magic and then humans, that's very harry potter-esque where you have the muggles and then you have the wizards and the witches and but everything's kind of integrated with everything um and there is that separation there is that war there is that i don't want to say they're synonymous with each other but they have a lot of same components there's a big bad there's the you know the pieces are there it didn't work for me um Unrelated to all of that, I do want to bring up, I was on TikTok on like Grisha talk for a hot second because I was just trying to get into the headspace. And I like that somebody pointed out that I guess there was feedback by people saying, well, there's not enough spice in this book. I feel like we've been skewed because we've had spice spice more or less in Sarah's books that are YA. So when you go outside of Sarah, YA typically isn't spicy. It's very stolen kisses, stolen looks, fade to black. It's very tame. Um, 
And I think that's just really important to know that if you're going into YA in general, or even like YA for this book, like you're not going to be getting that. <laughs> what you will be getting is a lot of shivers dancing down my spine and um, uh, lots of clenching and and <laughs> breathing and uh, fingernails, you know, biting uh, lots of that. Of that and and yeah, holding and, and, of breath, holding of breath. Oh no, I released a breath I didn't know I was holding. That's one of my favorites. Um, <laughs> I don't know if she does that a lot. That one didn't like stand out a lot to me. Um, okay, no, okay, we have to we have to talk about one of the one of the things that I just cannot take seriously. I cannot take seriously, and that is Mal's full back tattoo that says <laughs> like I have become a blade. It just reminds me of Ben Affleck's like really terrible Phoenix tattoo. <laughs> and he was like, no, it's fake. And we were like, it's real. <laughs> um, speaking of Mal being shirtless, how about his fight club scene? <laughs> I knew, and I texted you, I go, oh, don't tell me he's in fight club because he needs to feel something. <laughs> can take it seriously. <laughs> Just Nikolai. Nikolai's right there. He's offering you like this giant emerald. He wants to make you a queen. Think of all the good that you could do. Think of all the orphanages you could open. Oh my God. No. I loved I loved Nikolai. And then I I think I put in our notes and I go, but are we allowed to like Nikolai? Because I like Nikolai and go, I'm gonna get done dirty again. I can feel it. And as we know, we get done dirty. She doesn't go for the Darkling. She doesn't go Nikolai. If I wanted to read a Friends to Lovers, I would have read something else. Did you like Sturmhund? Oh, when he was in disguise? I yeah. liked his personality, but I think I pictured him not young. I pictured him as like a stodgy old man. Ah. But I liked his attitude. I thought he was funny. I was going to say that makes me like him more. Yeah. I liked his personality. I liked how how quick he was he was just very like he was smart and and a smart aleck like he just wasn't and then i, I respected him more of the type of leader that strumhold strumhard slash nikolai was and i like you could see that that's why his people respected him too because he wasn't just the type of person who dictates what others to do he was the person in the trenches with the people fighting for him and i think he earned a lot of respect in that way uh, I see in your notes you have, I am Nikolai Lansoff, major of the 22nd Regiment, soldier of the King's Army, Grand Duke of Udova, is that how you say it? And the second son of his most royal majesty, King Alexander III, ruler of the double eagle throne. May his life and reign be long. We love you, Nikolai. We love you, Nikolai. Hey, remind, I even mentioned to you, I go, is he the new Aelin? Does he have a million different names too? <laughs> He does. He does. Um, the, but they're you know. all like, uh, I, I love, but I love Aelin. I say that and no, no hate. I love her so much. Uh, we learn at the end of this book that people are calling Nikolai the King of Scars, which is the name of one of the next books that came out in this series, King of Scars. So I thought the next book is Six of Crows. Uh, the, who can say? Who can say? But in the, in the, I don't know. Who can say? I don't want to give anything away. But At Six all. of Crows is what we're reading next. But Six of Crows is what we're reading next because Six of Crows is, and Shadow and Bone have merged into one TV show for Netflix. That's why. I'm curious to see what Netflix does if we're getting 
all three, like, I guess they're merged. So everything's going to be told in eight episodes. I think, and we will revisit this after, Jess, you have read... Um, the duology? Yeah, because the, I feel like the episode titles are going to be very telling about where we are and oh. what we're doing. So I think that's that's really interesting. Um, so just like, what are your what are your thoughts? These are three books. They're like eight, like nine to twelve hours each. Like we can't possibly just be like, yeah, can we? <laughs> it feels like we, it, it was a waste of my three credits on Ugh. Audible. That's for damn sure. Yeah, actually, yeah. I bought one of them for five dollars. But oh, if, well. I wouldn't have if the library was <laughs> they were available at my library. I think my opinions of this book are what I wish I saw more of to have opinions on. You know, we we touched on the whole female protagonist losing her power, losing it, like giving it up because of love and for a man. Um, stupid man. Stupid man. But like, okay, wait, okay. I was I was thinking about this. Mal it sucks, but like in the later books, he does on occasion like say the right thing and like do the right thing, and you're just like, God, you're so crappy. Yeah, and you know, I think it was in the second book where part of it's the communication, right? And they're young and they don't know where they stand with each other, but they are still pledging their love for each other. But then he'll say something and he walks out and he gets all emotional and then he goes to his fight club and then sees. Oh, and then he wins. Zoya kisses him. He kisses her back and Alina's watching the whole thing. So obviously Alina is pissed. So she goes and he's upset. He would have never gone after her. He would have never felt guilty if Alina didn't catch him because not once, because that's what she was waiting for him to just like say like, no, I'm not with you. That wasn't the case. And he chases after her because she saw he would have never done that. And that really bothers me. But then to be fair, she was about to kiss somebody else and really wanted Nikolai to kiss her. I think it was Nikolai to kiss her like moments before, you know, I see that, that neither of them just don't seem like a good fit for each other. Like that was great. If they did the whole childhood sweetheart thing when they were children, Ch- children, <laughs> but they're fighting a war. They've grown since then. And, you know, if you have to talk about people's futures and stuff, like maybe they were that childhood couple that they just, you know, they go through ups and downs and then they just kind of keep defaulting back to each other as a security blanket. And then, you know, they get married because what did he say? He's like, oh, I want to take you to a chapel or something like fuck off. And then they just live a marriage in complacency. Ordinary, freaking ordinary, settle, settle, settle. Like, oh, you're powerless now. Okay, well, good job. You know, Nikolai doesn't have, like, I mean, come on, be queen, do stuff, do do stuff. You're, you're a freaking saint. She was better with her power and not just because, oh, she has magic. Like she could, all this good that she wanted to do, she was just in a better position to do it. Ooh, I had, I had a thought. I had a thought. Um, 
I want to talk about something that I do like about this book. And I do like, and this is shocking, I know, the inner monologue of Alina and her inner monologue basically about like, is she a bad person and is she evil? And like, would she make the right choices? And I do like that because I feel like a lot of the times, especially in a YA, especially when the, the, um, main character is kind of skewed as young as she is. You don't get the like, am I evil? Um, inner monologue, but you get it here and I like it. And not just am I evil? She's like, I need this amplifier. Not only do I need it, like I crave it. It is and like it's wrong, but it is it's something that's a part of me. And then she gets it and she's like, I need this third one and just, you know, da 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 da. So Would I you, do like that. Would you say that because of that there is some self-awareness there? Because remember with Braga, she goes, you don't need, she was talking about how she had the first amplifier and the second amplifier. And then everybody's like, you're changing. You're not the same person, blah, blah, blah. Do you think that she, because of that inner monologue, there is more of that self-awareness in how she's changing? I think so. I think if that kind of self-awareness wasn't there, then she wouldn't, um, repeatedly reach out to the darkling the way that she was doing and then at the same at okay 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 at the same time if she really wanted mal if she really wanted to be like happy and ordinary with mal why was she doing that she was she was doing that because she had power and and power is isolating and she had no one else to have that kind of power with and that's brought up again when the darkling is they're like fighting or whatever at the end and he realizes that she doesn't have any power left and he is like panicky about it because he realizes that he's like alone and like being alone is like kind of one of the themes of the book or you know whatever. But the theme for villains also in yeah. general like just like you know to to have somebody who understands you in a sort of way and you find that you know now that you mentioned that you see that in the first book where he's like your mom he basically wants to protect her because he's hers she's the only one with the sun summoning power because nobody else like all the grisha they have different powers they have similar powers but even with her training she doesn't train really with everybody unless it's in physical combat she's she's training her sun summoning powers with braga um and even then it's very isolating because it's, but the only other person who would get the darkling is her because of that isolation. And you see that just now that you mentioned it, it's very reoccurring amongst villains. And again, as we said earlier, it's, it's very Kylo Ren. Uh, if she really wanted to be happy and like settle with Mal, then she shouldn't have been doing that. But you know, it's whatever. Ugh. But she wanted it, right? Like she had to, she had a craving for it at some point. Like, she yeah. Just... I mean, fair, right? Spent parts. Oh, man. Can I, can I just, my most, okay, if we're going to talk about things that we think other people are like, this is really relatable. When Zoya says, maybe you're hungry, I'm always mean when I'm hungry. I, I just, same but i love the, the whoever in the background's like are you always hungry are you she's always such a hungry? bitch but is she a bitch that was i feel like zoya is is she a bitch or is she direct and we're not used to women being direct so it's considered being bitchy I think she's kind of mean. I think she did the mean girl thing, you know, the popular like mean girl thing. But I think later on, I think she's just 
she's direct and funny and yeah. She starts off very mean girl, especially with the yeah. like, pss, 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 like yeah. all the, the whispering to the other courtiers or the other Grisha in the first book and, you know, totally wedging herself between Mal because she's like, hey, when you're done with him, can you hand him off? Like, he's Ugh. kind of basic. I love a, I love a scrappy man. God. I don't know. She gave me, I laughed so much with her. She's really great. And I really like the, the female friendship in this book. It's kind of, you know, Alina and then you have Jenya and then you have Zoya and they're, they're friends, but like kind of not. And then you have the twins. You have, she really has her. The, okay, this is this is another thing that bothers me. She really has her found family. She has her like court, as it were, right? And she could pick. She could take these people, these people that she's rounded up, and she could pick the dark court with the darkling, or she could pick the light court with Nikolai. And she goes, "No, I'm picking nobody. I'm picking Mal, and we're gonna go rebuild an orphanage." And then all of these people schlep all the way out to their orphanage for like holidays and stuff like ugh. which okay and like, uh, maybe like are we are we just shitty people like, i don't know are we like power <laughs> no like evil like power grabbing evil. ambitious women like i don't know but that does not satisfy me right like no it just, and i just it, I, 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 good for her she had an orphanage she created this thing she could have done all that still. And for more people on a grander scale. Yeah, she could have had like a thousand orphanages. Like Nikolai would have let her do whatever. Eventually, so would the so would the Darkling. They, oh, you know, absolutely. like they, they like, would go. Like, yeah. Especially if he's supposed to keep up this pretense of the type of Darkling prince that he is. Yeah, go ahead. Do it. Yeah. Do it. Uh, I Ugh. I do appreciate the when you know i do appreciate jenya i appreciate alina where at first she was she felt like jenya sold her out in a way she was like would you have done this if we weren't friends and jenya was honest she was she was basically like survival of the fit fittest you know She's like, Yo. like survival mode <laughs> um and i like that alina at first was upset because that's usually natural that's everyone's going to be like you, you instinctually that's going to be your natural reaction you feel you initially feel like oh my gosh did i lose a friend but then when she works through that the whole process and understanding like okay well this is where this person was coming from i do appreciate that she doesn't hold it against her personally like that's not it wasn't really genya like yeah genya made those choices however it was because of the darkling that these choices were made and i do appreciate that she understands like those circumstances that everybody's under she can't personally hold them accountable she has that whole kind of conversation with mal maybe i I don't know about like forgiveness and how she you know you have to forgive people and you know whatever Mm -hmm. it's what it's whatever it's 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 whatever it's fine it's fine it's all fine it's all fine i know that there is color in this like world and in this universe but all i see is like gray and like brown and like black yeah Right. Except like, start, some of the keftas are like when I think of the keftas, I think of like blues and reds and golds. Yeah, and like purple. And black and, yeah, I think of like de- like earth tone, like rich earth tone, jewel, like jewel tone colors. I guess I could say, but that's that's it. 
Yeah, and, and then Alina's hair goes white. Uh, Alina's hair going white. So that that oh. battle where Alina was like ready to sacrifice herself, she brought the chapel down and like I forgot about that till somebody posted fan art today that her hair changed colors, and somebody just had um, an Alina Darkling fan art that they made, and I go, when is her hair white? <laughs> Or gold or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, like, because it was brown. Like, it starts off brown, and then it, you know, obviously it goes white. I just don't have a lot of thoughts about it because I don't like wasted potential, and I don't like friends to lovers, and I don't like being mediocre and settling. And this I think book that has was, all of those things. Is, that has all of those things. And I'm not a friends to lovers person. I'm like, the, like I said, the components were, could have been there, but the whole wasted potential that that was a big, it, it's still a big flag for me. Even when I've read my contemporary romances where I go, that's it. Like, you forgave him or you just settled or you decided to give it all up for the only way that I would give it all up is to go to Valaris and you give me a bat boy. Like, I don't even care which one at this point, like just that is how I will give it all up. And I'm sure I'll be just as ambitious there too. <laughs> like, I like Lee Bardugo. I, I like her. I like some of her other stuff. I was going to ask, like, I know she has a lot of other stuff. Do you find I would like to hear your recommendation of what do you feel is a stronger book that um, she's worked on. Let me look at like officially a like list of her of her stuff. Okay, so you have everything in the Grishaverse, which is like you know more more stuff, and then she's got Ninth House, which is fine. I'm interested to see where it goes, and then it's just like it's just it's just more. The Ninth House is set at uh, uh, the uh, Yale, I think. It's about like Yale secret societies. Ooh, I love secret society books. Like I have yeah. two that I used to read. They yeah. were like Harvard or Yale secret societies. Those are fun. It's good. It's good. It's like they're like supernatural secret societies. They're it's fun. It's good. It reminds me of that really bad show on netflix about the secret societies and the werewolves oh my god i can't think of what it is it's canadian it is canadian and the not lead. bitten no it's not bitten oh my bitten. god it oh was bad god. no it was good bitten was good the first two seasons and then the third season it just ugh. i don't know i will we'll, we'll mention we'll mention it we'll mention the show but uh, it's, it's quite something. You're reminding me of that. But uh, yeah, so like I like Lee Bardugo. I know that she's friends. Like she's friends with Holly Black. She's friends with Cassie Clare. Like I know. They're all friends like that. I knew Cassie yeah. and, Holly and Holly Black were friends. I didn't know Lee Bardugo was friends um, with them too. So if you go back and read, I think the dedication to Holly Black, um, third book. What is it? What is it? Uh, Queen of the Nothing? Queen of Nothing. If you read it. I believe the dedication on that book is uh, to Lee Bardugo, who never lets me get away with anything. I oh. believe that's the dedication for book number three. If it's not, it's number two. That's nice. So they're all friends. They're all friendly. So, I mean, hooray. Uh, I It does, as you said, shock me that this is what was chosen to be picked up by Netflix. But I know there's some other stuff that is like 
in the pipeline, as it were. But this, the, you know, whatever. Um, I'm really interested just to see and hear and live your reaction to Six of Crows. Can we... <laughs> I guess it's for me, it's going to be a struggle to, to do six of crows as of right now, because right now I am left with this and I'm really hopeful for six of crows. I have, we both ordered, did the pre-order of the six of crows Jersey from blissfully bookish. Like I wanted to be prepared. I am ready to get into the zone. Um, I'm hopeful because maybe you know, Six of Crows is going to be the one where it will make me appreciate the Grishaverse a little bit more. Um, I know it has, like, if I thought, like, the first three books had a huge following, I know Six of Crows has a bigger one. I'm I'm hopeful, but I'm I'm in a struggle point right now. I, I don't want to say a book hangover and a and it's not a good hangover. You know, it's it's like, ugh, what what am I? Why do I have to read the next thing? You know, just kind of like how I stopped um, after like the first, after the second book of the Red Queen, I kind of feel like I want to stop, but I know we won't because this episode is launched on April 26th. We know that Shadow and Bone was just released on Netflix on the 23rd. So um, busy weekend for everybody to be super excited about. Um we'll see you know i think i think everything right now is a wait and see what are your thoughts going into unknowing what netflix can bring us me like yeah. what what are, what are my thoughts yeah. uh i well like like i said i think that this will translate well onto tv i think that the actor that plays um Kaz Brecker has fantastic cheekbones they're really great. Oh yeah, no, I did see his. Yeah, his, he's I got was like, great cheekbones with the about, lighting and oh, yeah. that his IMDb. His it's a black yeah. and white, and it's just chiseled. Yeah, he's, he's got great cheekbones. He's got the gloves. He's got the. He's got. So, Cas Brecker is he good or bad, or am I not allowed to know? He uh, no, you can know this. He is morally great. Oh yay! Okay, we like a morally great. Capital M, capital G, period. Dot the end. Yes. Okay. Full stop. Which we felt like, girl. Yeah, no, we love this. We love this. Um, there is, and you should also know this, just because, I mean, there's no, like, spice in these two books. Um, there's a little bit of, like, implied, like, whatever, but there isn't, like, spice. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think Netflix can pull it off. I think it can be good. I think that it better not be, like, forever between seasons. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's all contingent on COVID, though. No, but like, God, I want to see more Witcher. And I feel like this is the type of thing that they could like pump out a couple seasons, like kind of close together. And like, so we can see where it's going. I just don't know where it's going, I think is what it is. And I just want to know. I mean, knowing that they've merged both Shadow and Bone and the duology has me kind of wondering if they will extend the life of the show or if it was just kind of a, a, a one-off, you know? Yeah. Or um, there's a good example of this. So Sam and I are watching American Gods. How is that? That was on my audible reads. The book is, it's just one book. 
right? It's just one book, oh. but but it's like three seasons of a TV show, and oh. they're they're still like going at it, like plot wise. Huh. So it's just it can be done. It can be done with you know a lot of material. It can be done with not a lot of material. The well, magicians, that's like the magicians. Did, yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah. The magicians did the same thing. So like you know, it it is what it is. I have faith in people that know what they're doing. And uh, what is that great quote about being a critic? It's like the easiest thing in the world because you don't have to put like any effort and and somebody that creates something has to put so much effort into it. So, you know, it's easy for me to be critical and be like, that sucks when I have, you know, like no stakes in the game. But (laughs) I am interested to see what Netflix can pull off. Next week, you will have our crown of gilded bones initial reaction because that's actually what we're really looking forward to. We're we're recording this in March and that, that is what we are looking forward to. I mean, who doesn't want more of Castile and Kieran? Oh yeah. Oh, of course. And you know, the alleged threesome scene. (laughs) I want to see it. I'll see. I'll believe it when it's on the page. So yeah, show, show I, I, you me. know what? I'm not holding my breath because right now it's all assumption because it's it's just assumption. I'd rather talk about that. That makes me happy. <laughs> That's where we are. We're kind of blah on this. We're more excited about the show. Uh, I I like Six of Crows enough to happily reread it without any reservations uh, for when we record the episode. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> So feel free to follow us on Instagram, Acafe Podcast, A-C-O-F-A-E Podcast. We're on Instagram. We're also both on TikTok. We have Acafe Laura and Acafe Jessica. Um, give us a follow, interact. We're, that's kind of where we are. We're still quarantined, having our life in Laura's closet right now. Because still, oh, yes. still in my mom's closet. I'm <laughs> we sorry. We forgot to mention that disclaimer earlier. Laura is still not in her typical recording location so um yeah that's that's all you got from us this week guys thank you for listening thank you for for taking the time to just reach out and talk and listen it's so great to have friends join us with this maybe not after this episode they're gonna hate us we appreciate you thank you for listening thanks bye bye